Chapter six, high jump. Who is that? Said Jack. I don't know, said Annie, but we'll soon find out. She started waving. No, said Jack. He grabbed her arm. Let's go back to the base before he gets here. Why? Said Annie. We don't know who he is, said Jack. We don't know if he's friendly or mean or what. But we can't go back, said Annie. We haven't found the fourth M thing yet. We won't be able to go home. It doesn't matter. We can lock the door at the moon base until he goes away, said Jack. Then we can get new air tanks. Jack hurried to the moon buggy. Come on, he jumped into the driver's seat. Annie gave a little wave to the dot in the sky. Then she climbed into the moon buggy. The buggy took off. Careful, said Annie. They bumped over the rocks as Jack turned the buggy around. Then they zoomed toward the pass. Jack steered around craters and rocks. More than once, the buggy nearly tipped over. Whoa, slow down, said Annie. They were almost at the mountain pass. Suddenly, a cloud of dust flew up in front of them. The ground trembled. Watch it, cried Annie. Jack couldn't see a thing. He stepped on the brake. The buggy jerked to a stop. The dust settled. A giant rock had fallen into the narrow pass. It was stuck between two walls of rock. They were trapped. Jack quickly found a picture of a giant rock in the moon book. He read aloud, Rocks of all sizes crash into the moon from outer space. These rocks are called meteorites. We're lucky that meteorite didn't land on us, said Jack. Yeah, and I guess it's too big to be the M thing, said Annie. She had climbed out of the moon buggy and was standing by the meteorite. It was more than twice as tall as she was. Jack looked at the black sky. The flying thing was nowhere in sight, yet. We'll have to jump over it, Annie said. Jump? I don't think so, said Jack. It's too high. I'm going to try anyway, said Annie. Wait, let's think first, said Jack. But Annie was already backing up. One, two, three, go, she shouted and took giant leaping steps toward the meteorite. When Annie got close to the rock, she pushed off the ground. Then she flew through space and disappeared behind the meteorite. Annie, Jack called. There was no answer. Oh, brother, Jack said. He backed up and took off toward the rock. He jumped as high as he could. Then he was flying through space. Jack hit the ground and fell face down into the dust. Jack tried to stand, but his suit was too bulky. He tried to roll over, but his suit made even that impossible. Oh no, he groaned. Not again. Are you here? Asked Annie. Did you make it? Yes. Jack was relieved to hear her voice, but he couldn't turn his head to see her. He could only hear her over the radio. Can you help me up? He asked. Nope, said Annie. Why not? I fell down too, she said. Oh brother, Jack sighed. Now we are really in trouble. He tried to stand again and failed. Can you see anything? He asked. Just the sky, said Annie. Wow, is it weird. I'm worried about our air tanks, said Jack. I feel like it's been two hours. Jack, said Annie. And what about that moon man, said Jack. Where did he go to? Jack, whispered Annie. What? He's here, she said. The moon man is here. What? He's standing above me. Chapter 7, The Moon Man. Jack's heart nearly stopped. 
He could hear Annie talking. Hi, she said. We come in peace. There was silence. Then Jack heard Annie say, Thank you. I have to help my brother up now. A moment later, Annie rolled Jack onto his back. She grabbed his hand and pulled him up. Thanks, said Jack, once he was standing. The moon man was a few feet away. His face was hidden by a metal visor. He looked like a spaceman, a huge spaceman, with a giant tank on his back. It was as big as a refrigerator. That's a jetpack, said Jack. I've seen pictures of future astronauts flying with those things. It's like a mini spaceship, right? The moon man didn't answer. I don't think he can hear us, said Annie. He's not hooked up to our radio. Oh, right, said Jack. I'll write him a message. Good idea, said Annie. Jack pulled out his notebook and pencil. He wrote, we're Jack and Annie. We come in peace from America. Who are you? Jack handed the notebook and his pencil to the moon man. They looked tiny in his big hands. The moon man looked down at the message. He looked at the tiny pencil. Then he turned the notebook over. Jack and Annie watched as the moon man put the pencil to the paper. He was writing something very carefully. Finally, he gave the notebook back to Jack. Jack and Annie stared at the marks. Stars, said Annie. He drew stars. Maybe it's a space map, said Jack. Space map, said Annie. Hey, Jack, map starts with M. Oh, wow, said Jack. This must be the fourth M thing. Let's ask him what his map means, said Annie. She turned around. We'll never know now, she said. Why? Jack looked up from the map. That's why, Annie pointed. The moon man was flying over the mountains. Thanks, Annie cried. Chapter 8, One Star to Another. Who was that guy, said Jack. What does his map mean? I don't know, said Annie, but let's see if it works. Jack took a deep breath. Yeah, we'd better hurry back. I think I'm running out of air. It feels harder to breathe. For me too, said Annie. Go slow. Don't breathe so much, said Jack. He and Annie took long, floating steps toward the moon base. Jack held his breath as if he were underwater. By the time they got to the white dome, he was ready to burst. Annie pushed a button beside the huge door. It slid open. They hurried into the airlock. The door closed behind them, and the door to the hallway opened. Jack opened the visor of his helmet. He took a long, deep breath and let it out. Ah, let's get out of these suits, said Annie. Good idea. Jack was dying to free his arms and legs. As they moved clumsily into the spacesuit storeroom, Jack felt heavy again. He and Annie unlocked each other's helmets, gloves, and boots and pulled everything off. Then they stepped out of their bulky suits. Woo, Jack said. He took off his glasses and rubbed his eyes. It was great to be free, even if he no longer felt as light as a feather. Hurry, peanuts waiting, said Annie. She led the way down the steps to the bright landing chamber. Yay, she said softly. Jack was relieved to see the treehouse still there. Soon they'd be heading home. He couldn't wait. Jack and Annie crawled through the treehouse window. We're back, Peanut, said Annie. Squeak, Peanut ran to the letter M. We missed you, said Annie. She patted the mouse's head. We met a moon man. Sorry, Peanut, but you have to move, said Jack. We have to put the map on the M. Annie gently lifted the mouse off the M. Jack tore the star map out of his notebook. He placed it on the M next to the mammoth bone, the mango, and the moonstone. He sighed, then sat back on his heels. Hand me the Pennsylvania book, he said. 
They needed the Pennsylvania book to get back home. There was silence. Jack turned and looked at Annie. It's not working, Jack, she said. The book's not here. What? Was the map the wrong thing? They looked around the treehouse. It's definitely not here, said Annie. Oh, no. Jack's heart sank. He picked up the star map and stared at it. Squeak! Squeak! Peanut jumped out of Annie's arms and scurried back to the letter M. I've got an idea, said Jack. He reached into his pack and took out his pencil. What are you doing, said Annie. You know how you draw a constellation, said Jack. You connect all the stars. What happens if we try that? He drew a line from one star to another. He kept drawing until all the stars were connected. Let me see, said Annie. Jack held the paper out so they could both study it. It looks like a mouse, said Annie. Yeah, said Jack. Is there such a thing as a mouse constellation, said Annie. I don't think so, said Jack. Squeak! Annie and Jack looked at Peanut. She was standing on the M. Oh, wow, Jack, Annie whispered. I think I know what the fourth thing is. Jack grinned. Me too, he said. It's a mouse, they said together. Squeak, squeak. Maybe the spell is moonstone, mango, mammoth bone, mouse, said Annie. Jack touched each M thing in turn as he whispered, moonstone, mango, mammoth bone, mouse. Let's say it over and over and see what happens, said Annie. Together, they chanted, Moonstone, Mango, Mammoth Bone, Mouse. Moonstone, Mango, Mammoth Bone, Mouse. Suddenly, a bright light filled the treehouse. The light got brighter and brighter and brighter. The brightness was blinding and whirling. The air spun with brightness. Then everything was clear. Peanut the Mouse was gone. And Morgan Le Fay stood before Jack and Annie. Chapter 9, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan said softly. You have freed me from the magician's spell. Jack just stared at her. You were Peanut, Annie said. Morgan nodded and smiled. Really? You were with us all the time, said Jack, on all our missions? Morgan nodded again. Why did we have to go on this mission to find a mouse, said Jack, if you were always with us? To break the spell, we had to be on the moon, said Morgan. You could have broken it the minute we arrived. Oh, that's what, Peanut, I mean, you were trying to say, said Annie. We didn't have to leave the moon base at all, Morgan nodded, smiling. But the moon man came along to help us, said Annie. He drew a constellation of a mouse. Is he a friend of yours? Morgan shrugged. Let's just say we had a little talk. He stopped by the moon base while you were out. The same way you had a talk with the ninja master, right, said Jack, and the monkey and the sorcerer? Morgan nodded. I always squeak to the ones who helped you. But how did they understand you? A mouse, said Jack. Morgan smiled again. Certain wise ones understand the language of little creatures, she said. I bet it was you who turned the pages of the books, said Annie, to show us where to go next. Morgan nodded. But who turned you into a mouse, said Annie. Morgan frowned. A certain person who likes to play tricks on me, she said. His name is Merlin. Merlin, said Jack, the greatest magician who ever lived. 
Morgan sniffed. <clears throat> He's not that great, she said. He doesn't even know that I have two brave friends who help me. Us? said Annie shyly. Morgan nodded. And I thank you both with all my heart. You're welcome, said Jack and Annie. Morgan handed Annie the Pennsylvania book. Are you ready to go home now? she asked. Yes, said Jack and Annie. Annie pointed to a picture of the Frog Creek Woods. I wish we could go there, she said. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster and faster. Then everything was still, absolutely still, but only for a moment. Chapter 10, Earth Life. The midnight woods woke up. A breeze rustled the leaves. An owl hooted. The sounds were soft, but very alive. Jack opened his eyes. He pushed his glasses into place. He smiled. Morgan was still with him. He could see her in the moonlight. Her long white hair was shining. Morgan, can you in the treehouse stay here? Said Annie in Frog Creek. No, I must leave again, I'm afraid, said Morgan. I've been gone from Camelot for a long time. She handed Jack his pack. She brushed his cheek. Her hand felt soft and cool. A bit of moon dust still on you, she said. Thank you, Jack, for your great love of knowledge. You're welcome, said Jack. Morgan tugged on one of Annie's braids. And thank you, Annie, for your belief in the impossible. You're welcome, said Annie. Go home now, said Morgan. Jack smiled. Home was Earth, that bright, colorful world where everything was alive and always changing. Bye, Morgan, said Annie. She started out of the treehouse. Jack looked back at Morgan. Will you come back soon, he said. Anything can happen, said Morgan. The universe is filled with wonders, isn't it, Jack? He smiled and nodded. Go now, Morgan said softly. Jack followed Annie down the rope ladder. He stepped onto the ground. The wind started to blow. The tree started to shake. A loud roar filled Jack's ears. He squeezed his eyes shut. He covered his ears. Then everything was silent and still. Jack opened his eyes. The ladder was gone. He looked through the leaves and branches of the giant oak tree where the treehouse had been was only moonlight now. Bye, Morgan, he whispered sadly. Bye, Peanut, said Annie. Jack and Annie stared at the top of the tree for a long moment. Ready, said Annie. Jack nodded. They started for home. The midnight air felt cool and moist. It was filled with the soft sounds of earth life. Jack and Annie left the Frog Creek Woods. They started down their street. Annie glanced up at the sky. The moon looks really far away, doesn't it? It did, thought Jack. It was. I wonder how the moon man can be up there all alone, said Annie. What do you mean, said Jack. I mean, who helps him put on his spacesuit, said Annie. Who helps him get up when he falls down? And who is he, added Jack. Who do you think he was, asked Annie. He must be a scientist or an astronaut from Earth, said Jack. No, I think he's an alien, said Annie, from another galaxy. Jack scoffed. Huh, what makes you say that? I just feel it, said Annie. Wrong, said Jack. There's no proof that aliens exist. Maybe not now, said Annie. But don't forget, we were in the future. Oh, brother, said Jack. They crossed their yard and climbed their back steps. Annie tiptoed inside the house. Jack followed her. Before he shut the door, he glanced up at the moon. 
Was Annie right? He wondered. Could the moon man have come from another galaxy? Morgan's words came back to him. The universe is filled with wonders, isn't it, Jack? Good night, moon man, Jack whispered. Then he closed the door. The end.